Coming up, we have stories about being in the delivery room, mother-in-law drama with the side of Brozo, a new one, aunt drama, or aunt drama if you're bougie, blended fams, preschool complaints, more mother-in-law drama, so strap yourselves in because the chiefs have already pissed me off tonight, and if me being pissed off creates good content, then by God we're in for some good stuff tonight. Hey there, it's Dusty Thunder with another Reddit story for you. This one is, am I the astronaut for telling my husband he doesn't deserve to be a father because he wasn't excited to be in the delivery room with me? Damn, doesn't deserve to be a father. My 26 female husband, 29 male, have been together for four years, and I am currently pregnant with our first child due in the next couple of weeks. When I got pregnant, I told my husband I wanted my sister, 29 female, to be in the delivery room with me. My sister is my best friend, and I wanted to share this moment with her. Because the hospital we're going to has pretty small delivery rooms, mothers are only allowed one birthing partner. My husband was upset and kept asking me to reconsider because he wanted us to meet our child together. I understood where he was coming from, but I was firm that I wanted my sister there and her support. He eventually got over it, and I thought it was a thing of the past. A few days ago, however, my brother-in-law's father passed away in his native country, so both he and my sister traveled there for the funeral. Since this happened all of a sudden, my sister told me that she is not sure that she can make it back for the birth and needs to help her husband and his family sort through the estate. I was disappointed, of course. I told my husband that he could be in the room with me. He just replied, okay. That caught me off guard because he really wanted to be in the room with me when we talked about it a few months ago. I told him I thought he would be more than excited. He said he's just my sloppy seconds. Dude, dude. I asked him, what's that supposed to mean? He said, I value my sister more than him and only see him as a backup because my sister can't help me out. I mean, that's exactly what's happening. I told him that's not true. Well, yeah, it is. But then he brought up how my sister values her husband more than me and that I should learn how to treat him from her. That probably wasn't a great thing to say. This started an argument and I told him if he's not excited to be in the room with me when our child is born, then he doesn't deserve to be a father. Since then, he's been a bit cold towards me. I talked to my best friend and she said I was wrong to ask my sister to be in the room before my husband and say those words to him after the fact. Am I the ass cannot? I think this was an overreaction. That's for sure. I think him not being excited because he was second choice and he was second choice. There's no getting around that at all. I think him not being like jumping up and down, he should have been excited about it, but he was butthurt about being second choice in the first place. And you not allowing him to be the first choice in the first place says something, but that, but ultimately this is, this is your birthing plan. And that support person is there as a support person. I would hope that it could be him if he had done something. To not play first chair here, I can understand that. If he didn't, and this was just in a vacuum, even playing field, and you chose someone else instead of him without giving him the chance first, yes, you're an asshole for that. But that's 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 not the question here. The question here is, are you an astronaut for telling him he doesn't deserve to be a father because he wasn't excited when you told him that he gets to be in the deliver in the delivery room with you because your first choice was no longer available. Yeah, I, I think you're an asshole for that. I do. I think and he wanted to be in there. The only reason he's able to be in there is because your first choice is unavailable. It's a little complicated, though. What do y'all think? Yes. Uh, MacGyver, yeah, she's the astronaut for not making him number one in the first place. And yeah, we have to kind of assume that in a vacuum, because if there's a reason that she felt like someone else would make a better support person, sure. And that's it's her bestie. I understand it's her, it's her sister's bestie and she wanted her there. But he, the father, if he's excited and willing and able, should should get first chance at that. It should. And then he, he has a right to be upset, though, too, because he didn't get chosen first. And then for her to be like, OK, fine, you can be in because she's not available. And him responding, OK, does that equate you don't deserve to be a father? I mean, damn, his butthurt response. Puts him in the suckage category here as well. I, I think he's he's got a right to feel that, but but this isn't the time to play games. You know what I mean? When it's your kid, if you're called up to bat, in this case, it would have been like, cool, I'm on it. 
And he said, okay. It's, it's not like he was like, okay, I guess. He, he said, okay. So she definitely could have done something different here. Even dads that faint chose to be there. And he has the right to be there when it's his child as well. And he wanted to be there. I think that's the kicker. He wanted to be there and she wouldn't allow him to be there. That sucks. Let's reference our scale here. So here, OP, Ma, definitely could have done something differently. Definitely should have done something differently. Um, when it comes to saying that he doesn't deserve to be a father because of his response, yeah, you definitely shouldn't have done that. I don't think you're in terrible human category here yet. And I'm giving you a little bit of grace because... You have a child due in the, in the next couple of weeks. So like, everybody's brains are scrambled right now. Both of you, not just mom here. Dad's a freaking mess now, too. It's only going to get worse after the baby's born. That's the fun part. After, if this is what they're like before the baby is born, wait until afterwards when they're running on no sleep, no filter, and they're just, they're, they're going for the jugular with each other with every word that they say. This is going to be a really, really tough time toxic environment to be born into they've got to get their uh they got to get their shit together and start acting as a team right now this is not a team and there is never a time where you guys needed to be a team more than right freaking now you're gonna have to pull it together ma yeah you pulled out the ass con too here by saying what you said to him the punishment did not fit the crime here yes he was butthurt about not being the number one choice and he has a right to be butthurt about that maybe he could have responded differently and chose not to play the game there i don't know that he did or if he did he didn't realize that he was doing it by saying okay you're definitely the bigger asshole here op that's for sure for a couple of reasons you're gonna need him on your team i assume you love this guy too like there's a reason that you're together so this also is one of those crank situations though i've talked about this before and obviously i don't know what it's like to be pregnant but i imagine it to be like Krang from Ninja Turtles, you know, the big robot guy that has the brain in the in the center with the joysticks and he's just controlling stuff. I have to do this hand motion every time. Shredder, I will not tolerate your insolence any further. That's what he sounded like. Um, I imagine that, you know, a human can't be 100% in control of their own actions when there's another human inside of them, like, taking over shit. So maybe a little bit of grace for that, but... You guys are going to have to come together and start acting as a team. That's the bottom line. I'm at an ASCON 2 for mom here. I'm not putting hubby on the ASCON scale because I don't think that he committed a crime here. He had reason to be butthurt. I get it. I get it. Hey there, it's Dusty Thunder again with another Reddit story for you. This one is titled, Am I the Askonaut for telling my sister to stay away from my babe? <sighs> okay. Apparently, I've been forewarned about this one a little bit. It's going to piss me off. Get ready to get pissed off, everybody. Just go ahead and get pissed off. Think about the Chiefs game. That'll get you there. I, 20 female, gave birth to my first baby 11 months ago. My boyfriend, 21 male, and I named her Abby. My mom has let us live in her house so we can save money. My sister, Sierra, 32 female, is also here. She moved in four months ago because she has a new job set up. I don't know the details, but she's working online for now. She'll start going in person in a few months. I asked why she chose to live here. She said her workload is fairly light until she goes in person, and she wanted to help with Abby while she can. My boyfriend and I work long hours, and mom has health issues, so I was touched. She offered to babysit often. I don't have much, but I offered to pay her several times. She refused any money. Then in August, Sierra asked to take Abby to a lake day some of our relatives were having, since my boyfriend and I couldn't go. I trusted her and said yes. She sent me pics throughout the day. In the last pic, Abby looked miserable and wet. Sierra said she waited in the water with her and that she just needed a nap. Later, I was with my cousins, twin, 14 male, and saw the video that they were chuckling at. There's a TikTok where someone drops a baby off the dock into the lake with only arm floaties. The baby slips out and sinks. The video on my cousin's phone is Sierra recreating that with Abby. Yep, pissed off activated. She dropped her into the lake at the end of the dock with only arm floaties. This this kid is, is what, 11 months old? 11 months old. For video? She dropped your baby off of the end of a goddamn 
stuck for a video. Okay. Red flags. We're there. Red pissed off mode has been activated. We're doing red flags too because this deserves multiple rounds of red flags. This is, this is, this is, there would be more than words if this were my child. Her arms slipped through and she sank like a rock. My sister slash cousins laughed for six to seven seconds before the boys dove in to get her. The water looked deep. They said Sierra suggested recreating the video with Abby for laughs. She knew Abby would sink. I confronted Sierra. She made excuses that the boys were there to fish Abby out so it was safe. She never apologized and called me a helicopter mom. I can't have a conversation with her without being cut off. She claims she knew what she was doing and wouldn't put Abby in harm's way. But you did. But you did. You. Okay, I'll, I'll try to finish the story. Abby is in daycare again two months later. Sierra can't babysit her anymore. She shows no remorse. Her excuse is that she's been with Abby so often that she knows what is and isn't dangerous for her. She has lost my trust. Two days ago, she mentioned taking Abby to the park alone so I could get a break. I said no, and she got angry, snapping that she wants quality time with her niece, and I'm making a big deal over nothing. Now, she wants quality content creation time with your babe. I said since she can't admit that what she did was dangerous, she should stay away from my baby. She left and texted mom saying that she'll move out by next month. I'm beginning to feel guilty now. No, 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 no. Mom says I was cruel. It wasn't just her, but my cousins as well. She's not solely to blame, but I'm not as harsh with them. They're dumb, impulsive teens. She's an adult who knows better. She was 32, remember? Mom's begging me to apologize and move on. My boyfriend agrees with her to keep the peace. My friends do as well. She loves Abby. Was I too harsh yelling like that? Am I the astronaut? No! NTA. N-T-A-O-P, this is 100% bullshittery. No one gets to do something risky in any way, shape, or form with your child, hide it from you, and then when they get busted, which, by the way, there's a reason she hid it from you. She said that she was just waiting with her, right? She knew it was wrong because she hid it from you. Clue number one, then shows no remorse at all. She didn't know it was a freaking lake. She didn't know that they were going to be able to get to her quickly, and they waited six to seven seconds before they jumped in to get her. She did all of this for a a video. She used your child for social content to get a laugh, to get views from other people, and is calling you unreasonable, is gaslighting you into thinking that maybe you are the bad guy. Maybe you did overreact. It's your child. No one gets to tell you how to react, not even your mom. I understand that you live with her, and that creates a little bit of a tense setting here because your mom is telling you to move on, and you're relying on her to give you a place to stay right now. I don't care. Mom loses points here, too. Everyone loses points here who acts like this thing was okay. They put your child in harm's way. And if they agree with her, if they say that you're overreacting and they pretend like this is okay, they are just as guilty. And I wouldn't trust any of them with your child because if they think that shit is okay, expect more of that shit. And yeah, bet your ass Your freaking sister wanted to take your daughter to the park to film another video. It wasn't about quality time. No freaking way. And there's no way that she actually loves your daughter or she wouldn't have put her in that freaking situation and risked her life. Not okay. She hid it from you. She knew it was wrong. She can eat glass. Oh, God. No, you were not too harsh yelling like this. Not too harsh telling her to stay away from your kid. You lost a lot of support network here, but were they really support network to begin with? I guess that's the big question. Apparently, they weren't because they think this is okay. I wouldn't trust any of these people with my kid. None of them. Especially when they did this and then f***ing laughed about it. Hell no. No, 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 no. You don't get to take risks with other people's kids. You don't get to hide things that happen with other people's kids. You do not. There's a reason that you lost trust here, sis. 
And her sister, Sierra, is 32. OP's 20. Her sister's 32. Sister. Straight to ask on one. This is unforgivable. Even if there were remorse involved, even if she really was sorry, she's never apologized for it. Even if she had, there would still be a massive amount of trust that was lost. And I wouldn't trust her again. You have to earn trust. It's not given. It is earned. And even if it was the parents doing this with their own kid, it's still an asshole move. Doing it with someone else's kid and then covering it up? A million times worse. That is an evil thing to do. And guess what? You don't get to be around the kid anymore. You may not be able to be around kids, period, anymore. Way to go. Good job. Hey there, Dusty Thunder with another Reddit story for you. This one is called, Am I the astronaut for going to Disney with my mama and our kids when my mama didn't buy a ticket for my wife? My wife is upset with me because she doesn't think I defend her when my mother is around. We've been married for three years now and have two beautiful children. We dated five years prior to getting married and my wife always said she felt like my mother didn't like her. And I can agree somewhat, but it's not her personally. My mama doesn't really care for anyone I've dated. All right. Um. We'll go ahead and get some of those out of the way here. My wife tries to get to know my mom, but I will say that my mom has avoided it at all costs. I have talked to her about this, saying she needs to get to know my wife because she isn't going anywhere, lol. When my wife had our first child, they did have a falling out. My mother asked for the keys to my house to take a shower and change her clothes while my wife was in the hospital. When we came home, my mother had redecorated my eldest child's room and put the things we decorated with in the spare closet. My wife and I were so upset. My mother said she had good intentions and wanted it to be a surprise. She bought a new rocking chair, installed a bookshelf, and changed the overall theme of the room. I wanted it to be a surprise that I exerted control over your lives. Surprise. She said we can still use the items we purchased and put them up, but she can be a bit overbearing sometimes. Understatement of the century. Right there. I explained why it upset us and told her she needed to apologize to my wife because she was the most upset. She did, but my wife said it was half-assed. Only time healed that issue. Anyway, we have a four-month-old son and a daughter that just turned five last week, and my mom stayed with us for the weekend to celebrate her birthday. As a birthday present, my mom gave our daughter a trip to Disney World, but she only purchased tickets for her, my daughter, and son, and myself. Dude! <laughs> okay. Come on, man. Like, what? <sighs> She told my wife if she wanted to come, she would have to purchase her own ticket, but could stay with us in the Airbnb she reserved for the trip. She booked the Airbnb for Thanksgiving, literally weeks away. Her reason being that the tickets were expensive. She wanted to spend time with her grandchildren and felt like we could cover her ticket. No symbolism behind that at all. <laughs> but my wife went absolutely nuts saying she can't believe she wasn't included in the equation from the beginning or to ask if she was okay with the kids traveling such a long distance, especially the four-month-old, and that my mom could have reached out so they could have planned the trip together and have everything included since the trip is coming up in the next few weeks. In private, I told my mother that she was wrong and that she could have told me and I would have went ahead and purchased her ticket, but she decided to announce it as a trip with just daddy and grandma. Once my wife had an issue with it, that's when she said she could purchase her own ticket and stay in the airbnb my wife doesn't want any of us going at this point but i'm trying to get her into the idea of still coming my wife feels like i need to address it with both of them present since she feels disrespected i told her i already handled it and i also bought her ticket she wants to get a suite at the resort instead of staying with my mother i told her that was out of the question since my mother bought an airbnb big enough to fit the family my wife is upset and thinks i'm choosing my mother's side am i the astronaut uh yeah, dude, yes, you are absolutely an astronaut for taking your mother's side here. She said she feels like you're choosing your mother's side. It's because you are. This trip happening at all? After your wife was like, dude, I feel completely disrespected. We shouldn't be going, period. And 
you OP being like, oh, that's a, that's a, no, it's, it's happening. And then your wife being like, well, I would feel comfortable if we stayed uh, here at the resort instead of with your mother and you being like, oh, well, that's, that's out of the question. You chose your mom's side twice there, homeboy. How do you feel like you're not choosing your mom's side? And it seems like you're doing it over and over and over again. She wants you to stand up for her in front of your mother because she needs to feel supported here. And you are choosing not to do that and pulling your mom aside privately. And guess what? Your mommy knows she can manipulate you. How does she know that? Because she does it on the daily. Successful. Quite successfully, I might add. The fact that she's still a part of your life after all of the shit that she's pulled is a really big sign here. And if I were your wife, I would seriously be evaluating how much I needed you in my life. Because you, OP, are the attachment to a great deal of pain right now. You are taking your mother's side. You are being a mommy's boy. This line, my mama doesn't really care for anyone I've dated. Dude, you have a new family now. Your allegiance, your immediate allegiance is to the family that you've created now. Mommy doesn't get to tell you what to do anymore. Mommy doesn't get to control your life. Mommy doesn't get to plan a trip for everyone but your wife. Say, oh, it was just an accident. I thought you could cover that. Not communicate any of it ahead of time. Announce it to your kids so they get all excited about it. And then you still go? No. As soon as she tried to exclude your wife, it was off. You can't do it. It doesn't work like that, ma. The fact that you're allowing her to do all this shit just tells your wife that you choose your mom over her every time. And you are definitely an asshole for that. Let's let's crowdsource this. Uh, Faith Condiff. We get a lot of uh, there needs to be something beyond ASCON 1. Here's the problem. The ASCON scale is based on the U.S. military's DEFCON scale. DEFCON 1 is like nuclear. There is nothing above it. And uh, and now if we created something above it, we'd have to go back and, and reevaluate everybody or every story we've done that hit ASCOM one to see if they should be. Yeah, it's 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 Pandora's box. ASCOM one is the worst. However, we have come up with some additions like this. I think Mama's Boy Brozo fits here. I think that definitely fits. And Mom definitely belongs here. Just make a Mama's Boy award. We should do that. That would be smart. Mommy is definitely an ASCOM one here. She knows exactly what she's doing. She's manipulating you um, because she enjoys having that control. I mean, why else would she show up at your house while your wife is in the hospital, redecorate a room and stash everything else? Because she wanted to exert the control. She's still doing it, dude. And I don't think hubby slash OP is evil for allowing it to happen. I think he's an idiot for allowing it to happen, but he's being completely controlled by his mother. I I don't think he is intentionally harming his wife here. I don't think he realizes what's happening because he's been manipulated his entire life. He is at least an ask on two. He is at least an ask on two because he definitely should not have done this. He definitely shouldn't have allowed this to happen. He definitely shouldn't be choosing his mom every frick. You know what? Screw it. Yep. The minute I said, or the instant that I said him doing this every time, him repeatedly choosing his mom, him allowing his wife to be mistreated like this as well, makes him ask on one by proxy. And yes, it is, it is a possible thing to be an ask on one by proxy here. He's allowing it to happen. He is right now the filter that should be engaged to prevent this damage to his wife. And he is choosing not to enact that he's choosing not to protect her. And for him, allowing his wife to be harmed over and over and over and over and over again, and refusing to stand up for her and, and insisting that they follow through with this shit. That is his mother's manipulation. The trip staying with her, him insisting that they still do this is is reinforcing that damage and causing more damage because he's supposed to be the one person to prevent it and he chooses not to he gets asked on one for that Hey there, it's Dusty Thunder again with another Reddit story for you, and this one is titled, Am I the Askonaut for Staying with My Mom During My Wife's Miscarriage? 
My 25 male wife, 25 female, miscarried what would have been our third child. It happened right after we started telling people, at the tail end of the first trimester. My sister-in-law drove my wife to the hospital, but during that time, me and our two kids, four female, two male, were at my mom's house. And my mom, 44 female, is also pregnant and has been extremely sick during her entire pregnancy. Well, this just got complicated. This will be my sixth sibling with me being my mom and dad's oldest. My mom and dad are not getting along at the moment because a lot of my mom's family is very outspoken against the LDS church, and she continues to acknowledge their birthdays, and my dad and his church friends have been publicly insulted by my uncles. My other adult siblings are all very busy with their families or are working hard to keep themselves afloat. My mom had severe health problems starting with baby number five, who is now 10 male. Just a lot of autoimmune issues cropped up that caused her to have brain fog, hair loss, fatigue, weight issues. After my current youngest sibling, five female, was born, basically any amount of housework leaves her in severe joint pain, and my dad has been a monster about it. So my wife and I have been taking over most of the household administration, along with another sibling of mine, 24 female, until she had her daughter and started struggling with depression. Usually, my wife understands me having to go over to my parents' house and has been my mom's advocate, especially with regards to my dad being too close with his receptionist, 24 female, to the point where everybody is questioning how she affords a very nice apartment, but never having solid proof of anything. What the hell is happening in this story? There are so many moving pieces and players involved that it's like it's it's uber complicated from the rip here. It's just, just starting off and just like clusterfuck land yet during her pregnancy she has been very upset and made comments about me always being there and that we needed to draw lines between family and extended family which upset me i feel like my wife likes being self-sufficient and i don't do well when there's problems i cannot solve so when she began bleeding and was taken to the hospital i did go over to the hospital but she was still bleeding i felt very helpless And when my mom called to express her sympathies, she also told me that my dad heard the news and started blaming everybody and saying really nasty things. So she was crying and I felt like at least I could go help her around the house with my siblings and my kids at the house and go grieve with her. Dude, uh, are you shitting me? Is this mama's boy night? Is that what it is? Is mama's boy night? (sighs) It's like at the club. They've got ladies night. They got mama's boy night. Every mama boy gets in with no cover and drinks from the teat for free. So I left the hospital and my wife is now very upset because apparently somebody she didn't like tried to visit and I wasn't there to advocate for her. I feel very bad, but felt like I was no use since the baby was gone and at least I could help my mom live out her pregnancy in some comfort and shield her from my disgusting excuse for a dad who my mom is only holding on to since they grew up together because our family and social circle at least makes him respect her as the mom of his kids. Am I the astronaut? Question here is, am I the astronaut for staying with my mom during my wife's miscarriage? Yes, 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 yes. This is a terrible, terrible, terrible thing to do to your loved one. You feeling like you were useless at the hospital because the baby was already what what were you going to jump in and like perform surgery and try try to save the child? You would have been useless no matter what happened here in that respect. You weren't there to be a medical resource. You were there to be a comforting resource, to be a rock, to be a partner to your partner. Weird how that title like means what it says, right? Partner. You were there to comfort your wife who just went through something terrible. And yes, you went through something terrible too. And you have your own way of coping. But in this moment, while she's at the hospital going through this, you chose to go comfort your mother who has had issues but did not just lose her baby. You chose your mom as your coping mechanism, dude. You get this too, man. I understand like wanting to help and wanting to do something, wanting to feel like you're contributing in some way, but you have to be able to disconnect from yourself for one minute 
and think about your partner. You have to be able to think about your partner's feelings. You have to be thinking, what do they need? What can I do for them? He was only thinking, what could I do for the baby? You're not a doctor, dude. This was never about you doing something for the baby. This was about you being there for your wife. Why weren't you there? And now for the rest of your lives together, it is going to be, why weren't you there? At my greatest time of need, you left me to go comfort your mother. You know, the in the cartoons, like the dynamite thing where they push the handle down and goes boom. That's what he just did to their relationship. How could you ever trust someone like this who in your darkest moment abandoned you? How could you ever trust someone like that? <sighs> yeah, and they have they have two children already, apparently, right? Yeah, they have a four-year-old and a two-year-old. They have two kids already. And uh, this is going to leave a deep, deep scar in their relationship. And he comes from a dysfunctional family already. He comes from a toxic family already. So his idea of a functional family is already jacked up. So now he's created his own dysfunction. He's become a self-fulfilling prophecy. Why is it so hard to think beyond yourself? And maybe he grew up in this in this in an environment where him contributing in some way was was what was expected of him. But being the just being there, just being there is sometimes and in this case, the greatest contribution that you can make. It's not physical activity. It is emotional support. And his inability to understand that here raises massive red flags for the remainder of their relationship. Bailing on her in, in her darkest moment is an unforgivable sin. I would be highly surprised if she ever forgives him to choose not to be there. Somebody, who, somebody tried to show up that she didn't want to come visit her. And she had no one there to advocate for her. She had no one there. In her darkest moment, you left her alone. It wasn't just that you weren't there. You left her alone. Yes, his dad's a piece of shit. Cool. You just chose to be just like him. Apple didn't fall far from the tree on that one as much as he dislikes that tree. Hey there, it's Dusty Thunder again with another Reddit story for you. This one is titled, Am I the Askonaut for not wanting my future stepson to attend my wedding? I mean, yeah, unless there's a damn good reason for it. This is from Best of Redditor Updates, so you know the updates are going to be solid. Originally posted July 30th, 2023, early morning around 2 a.m. I, 30 female, am getting married to my fiancé, Alan, 33 male, in December. My fiancé was married to Amy, 34 female, before me, and they had a son together, Jay, 17 male. Amy and Alan slept together at a party when they were both 16, and Jay was the product of that. They tried their best to make it work for five years, but then got divorced as Amy had cheated on Alan. Now coming to the issue, I met my husband when I was 25 and he was 28. That's nearly six to seven years after his divorce with Amy, but Jay seemed to think of me as the cause of it. Alan and Amy have decided to not tell Jay about the real reason of their divorce until he's legally an adult. Because of that, he seems to believe that if he pushes his father and mother together, they'll get back together. Hashtag parent trap. Jessica Day, don't you do it. I have nothing against Jay, but his actions really hurt me and he's so full of hatred for me. Initially, I tried to be a second mom to him, but he didn't like it, nor did Amy, which I understand. So I stopped trying and treated him as a friend instead. But he talks down to me, calls me homewrecker. But last week, his friends all messaged me harassing me and asking me to send them my OnlyFans, which I don't have, saying I'm a thought, T-H-O-T, and a lot of other explicit things. This was hitting the nail in the coffin for my fiance. Uh... The fact that any of this was possible to happen in the first place is a massive whole myriad of red flags. The fact. OK, we'll get to it. There's there's I'll try to read the story. My fiance is furious at Jay and wants to uninvite him from our wedding. So do I. But Amy is against that. She thinks I'm being too sensitive and believes that this is normal team behavior. You know why she thinks that? Because the truth is that she cheated. The truth is that he changes his view of her. Of course, she thinks you're being too sensitive because the alternative 
is her getting exposed. I don't know if my dislike for Jay is clouding my decision, so please tell me, am I the Askonaut? Edit one. Hey guys, we scheduled a talk with Amy and Jay tomorrow to look over this issue. We'll update tomorrow if all goes well. Thanks for all the advice and insight. Okay, hold on. Before I get into this update, this is 100% the parents' fault. Them deciding to not tell him until he's a legal adult is just choosing to severely jack him up because you're they're lying to him. He needs someone to blame here. And as soon as he is mistreating another human being over a misconception, they need to clarify. They need to at least clarify. They don't have to have to be like, yeah, your mom cheated on your dad. That's what happened. They don't have to do that. But they damn well need to clarify that you, OP, are not the reason for this. You guys didn't even know each other during that time. And they also need to clarify both parents together that what he is doing and how he is treating you is 100% unacceptable. And there has to be some kind of consequence for it. They are not standing up for you. I understand your soon-to-be hubby, Jay's father, is furious at him and he wants to uninvite him from the wedding. And what, that's something? You think he gives a shit about that, though? You think that matters to this 17-year-old boy? Highly doubtful. If anything, it just gives him more time to plot destroying it somehow. No, no, no. His mom is the issue here. She's thwarting all of this. She's, she's resisting coming clean or at least clarifying that you aren't the problem here because it heightens the chance of her getting exposed, of her looking bad. So, of course, you know, yeah, it's normal, normal teenage behavior to talk to their uh, to talk to their bonus parent in complete contempt. To talk to them like they're garbage, to treat them like garbage. No, that's not that's not normal human behavior at any level. It is not okay. And you're raising an ass bag right now. So fix it. Update. Hey, so I'm going to try to make this not too long. But basically me, Amy, Alan and Jay had a sit down talk just about 30 minutes ago. It wasn't going anywhere until Alan burst out about Amy cheating on him. <gasps> oh, he did it. He did it. Alan, Alan, you did it. You did it, my boy. You did it. Oh, shit. Amy went hysterical and tried to deny any accusations, but eventually agreed. Jay looked so confused. Well, I wonder why, Amy. But he surprisingly took it well. No one expected him to, but he did. He seemed so ashamed of himself. Turns out, I was right. Jay didn't believe that I was a homewrecker or anything. He was just jealous and mad that I got with Alan when Alan had money and was rich. Meanwhile, his mom had to go through poverty with his dad and seemed to think of me as some gold digger, even though I also work and earn almost as much as my fiance. Jay also admitted that Amy had said a lot of messed up stuff about me to him when Alan and I first got together. He apologized for that. Amy is the problem. Amy. Dude. <clears throat> it's not surprising at all that she's the problem here. It is not surprising at all. Him never thinking that you were a homewrecker, though, and just being shitty because he thinks you're a gold digger. That's a plot twist. He said that he wasn't aware of what his friends had sent to me and agreed that while he may have confided in his friends about what his mom said about me, he never asked them to message me. I've never seen Jay look so remorseful. Amy was fuming throughout this ordeal and screaming at Alan and I. Good job being constructive, Amy. Way to work the problem. The problem being Jay's behavior. No. Yeah, good job. Good job not focusing on yourself, Amy. Eventually, Alan kicked her out to have a more peaceful conversation without Amy. Alan and Jay both exchanged hugs, and for the first time in three years, Jay looked happy. Well, that didn't last for long, because after the initial guilt and shock, anger settled in, and he immediately moved out of his mom's flat and moved in with us. He's mad with Alan, too, for keeping this secret from him, but surprisingly, he actually didn't blame me. So I think we might actually be able to be in a more friendly, familial relationship. Thank you all for your messages. I guess all I needed to do was communicate. Thanks. There's another update. There's another update here. Okay, so there is another update, but what, let's, let's get into this first. So Amy, surprise, surprise, is the problem because she didn't want to get exposed, but he, Jay... The son took it well because he never thought that that Opie was the reason for their problems in the first place. He just thought that she was a gold digger. But in him keeping up the act that he thought that she was the problem, got all of his friends on this bandwagon of being shitty to her and at least looked remorseful for that. But Amy, <laughs> Amy couldn't focus on any of that because she had been exposed. 
and was just like not okay about it. Not okay at all. Yeah, he's he's right. Jay is right to be mad at his dad for for hiding this. I understand that. And uh, and and yeah, it's hard to undo that kind of thing whenever you chose to keep that a secret from him in the first place. And and again, it doesn't have to be. I don't think that you have to you have to paint it as one person being the bad person. It's it's a it didn't work out. But blaming someone else for it is horseshit. And allowing that charade to continue is horseshit. All right, update. Here we go. <sighs> update. Turns out you all were right. Jay formally apologized to me today and said that he had been feeling guilty for the past year. Apparently, on a camping trip with his girlfriend Maya, 16 female, a few months back, he confided in her about everything that had been going on. Maya was the first one to tell him that Amy sounded toxic and there was probably more to the story. He said that he'd been asking Amy if there was something that he didn't know about Alan and her, but Amy denied it. Of course she did. He also agreed that Amy had been abusive growing up and had him sleep outside her apartment on days when she was on her period and wanted some time alone. The what the? He never thought to come to us because Amy had portrayed me in such a way that Jay thought I would make a big deal a big deal out of it and Alan would no longer invite him over. Jay looked like he was going to cry saying all this. He apologized and said that he was ready for any punishment and begged that we don't cut him off. I told him that it was never my plan and that we're going to work this out together. I also messaged Maya thanking her for consoling Jay and supporting him. Jay and Alan want to go to court and change Amy's custody to visitation only, but I think it's useless since Jay will turn 18 in a couple of months. Relevant comments. Jay needs therapy. OP, we discussed that too. He'll be joining therapy soon and will also start family therapy once he turns 18 so he doesn't need his mom's signature. Comment. How did the friends get your number? OP from the parents general contact of Jay's soccer team. I only allow messages from mutuals and friends. Uh, commenter, you should have told him a long time ago. OP, it isn't that easy telling a little five-year-old kid that the reason his world was falling apart is because his mom cheated on his dad. He was already suffering a lot. As time passed, no one ever brought it up until Jay was 12 and was really emotional as most teens are. He was hostile and impulsive, so they wanted to wait it out till he was 18 so that he wouldn't cut Amy out completely and be more more mature. Oh, they decided to wait so he didn't cut Amy out. You mean Amy decided to try to save her own ass, but meanwhile was making her kids sleep outside or was making Alan sleep outside. I'm confused by that part. If she was making her kids sleep outside, uh, oh, that's 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 a CPS phone call. It had, maybe it was Alan. Maybe it was Alan that she made sleep outside. Surely it wasn't her kid, but uh, but it could have been because she she's incredibly self-centered and narcissistic. Um, so I wouldn't put it past her to do something like that because she can only think of herself in this entire story. Every update is Amy only thinking of herself. And yeah, I agree. Trying to change the custody at this point doesn't do a lot of good because he's almost 18. You're just going to spend a lot of money and a lot of time and get caught. By the time you actually get this in front of a judge. Uh, he probably would be 18. So there's not a lot of point there. But Jay can decide after that point, right? And could probably have a say right now. And there's not much that she could do about it. She couldn't contest it because by the time they got through that, he'd be 18 and they wouldn't be able to do anything. This is, uh, this is, man, absolute garbage. And again, it it doesn't erase the hurt that Jay caused, but hopefully they can be building upon this relationship and hopefully they can be headed this direction. But the fact that they hid this from him and the fact that Amy had talked shit about OP, the fact that Amy had painted them to be to be these terrible people. She did a number on Jay like Jay growing up is is just is mine now by his mom. And Alan, you, you let it happen. You've got you've got some skin in the game, too, and you, you've got some some accountability in all of this. You've got some blame to share because you let this happen and you chose to you chose to let your son keep treating your fiance like this, which is garbage. You're an asshole for that. Ugh. But the, the the original question here, the thing that started all this was, am I the asking out for not wanting my future stepson to attend my wedding? And the fact that it was because of of the vile treatment that he displayed toward her and the fact that his dad wanted to disinvite him as well, you get an NTA for. That's completely understandable. And it's not wanting my future stepson to attend my wedding. Like, that's a feeling, right? It's it, This question isn't, am I the astronaut for uninviting? It's for wanting this. 
can't be an asshole for feeling it only for acting on it and depending on how you act on it in this case you would have been justified but the the larger story here is that this kid had a perception of you that was built upon a lie he had a perception of his mother that was built upon a lie too and now he knows the truth but he's almost 18 and this happened when he was five so for 13 years mom and dad you've been screwing this kid up and you know this is going to come into play with his relationships growing up later. Trust is going to be hard for people to earn with him. Why? Because I think a lot of parents try to hide the truth from their kids. And I don't, I, I don't think that you had, I don't think it makes sense to sit a five-year-old down and be like, yeah, mom cheated on dad and this is what happened. No. It, it, and a lot of relationships fall apart and, and the cheating is like, is, is the seal the deal that things were already broken. Not saying that it's right. It's not. It's obviously not. But I think in a lot of cases, that is, is the one thing that was the decider. It was the decision maker. It was the straw that broke the camel's back. Say whatever you want. But it's an indicator that the relationship was already broken. Right? A five-year-old doesn't know how to understand that. And they would probably carry the wrong thing from that. I don't, I don't think... That had to be the thing. But as soon as he started acting out against someone and treating someone like shit and using that as the reason, then you do have to clarify. Then you do. And the fact that they didn't just let it ride. Amy obviously wanted to just preserve her image and all of that. So I understand her motives there. I don't understand Alan's. I don't understand Alan letting this ride and letting his, his fiance be treated like shit. He's a little bit of an asshole for that. Yeah. Hey there, it's Dusty Thunder here with a follower-submitted story for you. This one is titled, Is There Any Hope? Mother-in-law plus only child. Dusty, thank you for considering the story, and I would greatly appreciate your feedback and advice. My fiancé is an only child and was raised by a single mother. His father was never in the picture. The story is that he was the result of a one-night stand with a man passing through town. He is now 43. We have been together for almost six years, and most of the time I feel like the other woman in their relationship fiance and mother-in-laws and she has not been kind to me along the way one instance we were visiting his son's college his first year attending and she was taking pictures of my fiance my daughter and i in front of the statue of the school mascot she snapped a few pictures of us all together and then said now let's get some of just you and your daughter for when y'all break up okay <laughs> okay we had only been together for about six months at the time she sounds like a peach then Christmas before last, after opening gifts on Christmas morning, she always buys us one joint gift for Christmas, but showers him with gifts leading up to Christmas because his birthday is close to Christmas. She made a comment about the effect of how we were going to divvy up the joint gifts we had accumulated over the 10 years when we break up at my house on Christmas morning. These are just a couple of instances. Some time ago, we were planning a vacation and he wanted her to go because it was a celebration of his son's graduation. I swear it. I swear it. I swear it. If we are headed for another mama's boy, brozo, ask on one scenario, I will I will smear poo on the walls. I don't know. I'm, I'm going to react badly. It's not going to be pretty. I'm going to lose it. I'm going to go like Jim Brewer and like just going to be I'm going to be a mess. If this is where this goes, I'm going to be a wreck. I explained to him many of the ugly things she has said to me over the years and how a vacation with her doesn't sound like a good time to me. This caused a huge fight that ended in him yelling at me. So you expect me to choose you over family? It's going to happen. It's going to happen. At that point, I left and got a hotel room for a few days. He eventually convinced me to come back and we went on with the vacation with her included and it was as uncomfortable as you could imagine. That trip ended with her infuriated at me because I refused to let her pay for an expensive dinner for my daughter and I. Since then, his son has moved eight hours away after the graduation to start his career. My birthday was in August and when he asked me what I wanted for my birthday, I said I would like to go visit his son. He said that we couldn't afford it at the time with back to school coming up for my daughter and other things. I didn't push the idea and just opted to have him purchase my Amazon cart for me, which was around $100. I was perfectly happy with what I got. 
until about 11 days after my birthday when he began making plans to take mother-in-law to see his son for her birthday in October. No! This is what happens. This is the Jim Brewer, like, hmm, believe in it. When I mentioned that I had asked to go for my birthday, he rolled his eyes at me as though I was being difficult. I was invited on the trip but refused to go because I honestly just don't have any desire to be around her. They are there now, and I am sitting at home alone, wondering if this relationship is worth always being second to his mother and expected to just take her ugly treatment of me. So is there any hope? Nope. I mean, look at this way. Candy's Thunder sent me a message that said, fix your damn hair. Okay, hold on. Jeez. Legit sent me a message that said, fix your damn hair. <laughs> there's, there's no overall. I mean, no, no. He, we're there again. We're, we're right back there. How is it possible the stars have aligned and delivered us a whole gaggle of brozo ass con ones tonight? What is the deal? This is for him. I'd say at, how old was he again? At 43, the chances of him changing are very slim. And the fact that you've been together for 10 years now, and he still allows you to be treated like this, the chances of that changing are very, very slim. Now, there is one caveat here. There is one play. Pain creates change. So, if you have had enough, if you've experienced enough pain to create to create the change of anticipated pain of the unknown of changing your life of leaving. If you have experienced enough pain for the prospect of a different life to be worth it, tell him what that will allow you to see is if the pain of not having you in his life anymore is more than the pain of him having to finally stand up to his mother and not be manipulated by her, and not be a freaking mama's boy anymore. But again, he's 43 years old, and he's been manipulated his entire life. The likelihood of him changing is super, super, super low. So I'd say if you're ready to leave, tell him you're going to leave, and, and anticipate truly leaving. There may be like a point zero 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 one percent chance that he could actually step up and change his ways, but I wouldn't expect it. I wouldn't expect it even after she's gone. This is I thought about this for a second. and I'm like, well, you just got to wait her out, right? No, I don't think that's the case, because even after she's gone, he's still going to carry this memory of her and mistreat you with it somehow. So there's the family that he created is second to his mom because she has trained him that way. And he allowed it. Son of a bitch. I can't believe. Ah. I, I feel for you. I'm so sorry that you have to be treated like this. You don't have to be, though. I know change is scary, and I know changing your life, especially if you've been with someone for 10 years, is scary. But think about the amount of pain that you have accumulated over that time. Think about how freeing it would be to know that you don't have to endure that. Even if you do that alone, you could, you could do all the things that you have ever wanted to do. But just waking up and going through a day without having to worry about that may be enough benefit to go ahead and take the leap. You're worth more than you're being treated right now. That's 100% fact. The thing that he said he couldn't do for you, he did for her. Cool. Ugh. Hey there, it's Dusty Thunder again with another Reddit story for you. This one is titled, Am I the Asconaut for Complaining About the Signs at My Daughter's Preschool? My daughter, three, just started preschool and has a teacher, I'm guessing college-aged, that is very honest, sometimes coming off as a bit rude. I had to stop allowing my daughter to bring her toys to school because they always get lost, and this teacher is no help when it comes to finding them. She brought a little Lego creation that she wanted to show her friends and didn't have it at the end of the day. I asked the teacher where it was. She didn't know. I asked her to look for it, and she said that there's no way she would be able to tell our Legos from theirs and that my daughter would not be getting any Legos back. Very helpful. 
Another time she went to school with a sticker on her shirt. She was crying when I picked her up because the sticker was gone. I asked the teacher to look for it and she said, I will not be tearing apart my classroom and playground to find a sticker that fell off four hours ago. Wow. Cool. I guess. Thank you for being the person that is, you know, in addition to me, molding my child. Can't wait. Other kids have gone home with my daughter's jackets. We've had to wait a week one time to get one back. Lately, there's been two notices taped to the window that I am certain are written by this teacher. The first one says, your child is not the only one with the pink puffer jacket or Moana water bottle. Please label your child's belongings to ensure they go home with the right person. And the second one says, we understand caring for a sick child is difficult, but 12 of them isn't any easier. Please keep your child home if they have these symptoms. In my opinion, there is absolutely no reason for these notes to be this snarky and obviously aimed at very specific parents. I complained to the director about this teacher's conduct and the notices on the window, but nothing has come of it. My husband thinks I'm overreacting. Am I the astronaut for complaining? <laughs> Candy's notes, you're the asshole. Who in the hell expects a teacher to keep track of a sticker on a toddler? That's like trying to catch smoke with your bare hands. Like serious Black, yeah? I have a slightly different take here. Mine is not for the actions... It is not for, mine is not for expecting her to keep track of a sticker on a toddler. I don't expect her to, to, to keep track of, of those things. I, I don't expect that. It is the tone and attitude in which she declines to help. I don't think, and I don't know that OP had the expectation of her keeping track of that. But when OP asked for help, the snarkiness that came through to the parent. And I don't, I, I think most, most teachers understand that like dealing with parents is part of their jobs too. It, you, there's no way around it. Dealing with parents is part of their job. And to just be an asshole off the rip because that's who you are, that's the tone that you take, like they're those parents are your customers if you're a teacher at a preschool where it's a voluntary thing. And yes, some of them are going to be difficult, but you have to learn how to deal with them. You've got to learn how to deal with difficult personalities. And if it's someone who's caring for your child throughout the day, for them to be shitty to you just because and to be snarky and to have that kind of, of treatment toward people overall, I think is not okay. Maybe, maybe there is an unreasonable expectation of what they're asking her to do, but I don't think it's okay for a teacher to treat parents like that as a blanket statement and to just be shitty because they, that's how they are. The tone, uh, Candy Thunder says the tone came from the mom. There was no snarkiness. Mom just feels like the teacher isn't doing enough. Well, if I back up into the story here, the story said from the teacher so I asked the teacher to look for it, and she said, I will not be tearing apart my classroom and playground to find a sticker that fell off four hours ago. <sighs> and maybe it's the tone that I read it in. Maybe I'm just assuming that she has a snarky, shitty tone here. So, so I don't know, I guess, is where I have to go with this, because if she truly is being shitty in all of these things, then yeah, she's an asshole for doing that. But my impression of the story was that mom was just asking her for help. It wasn't that she was expecting her to know where everything was right off the bat, but just to just to at least be willing to help look for it. And that would be, it doesn't have to be tearing everything apart. It could be a minimal check in a couple places and nope, no, it's a, we, we can't spend all day doing this kind of thing. And it could be that mom has, uh, has is just perceiving things to be, to be more, harsh than they actually are that's possible too so i guess it comes down to uh if she truly is being snarky and shitty then then yeah i mean i i know the teachers have a lot of bullshit to deal with but you still have to you still have to be able to communicate with the parents and not be shitty about it if that's not what's happening here and mom is just taking everything way too personally then then mom is the asshole for it i assumed she was being actually shitty the teacher was actually being shitty about it but but candy thunder had a different take here so i don't know Let's take the snarkiness out of it. Mom asking the teacher to help look for it. I asked her to look for it. Okay, maybe I need to backtrack here a minute. I asked the teacher where it was. She didn't know. I asked her to look for it. It wasn't help me look for it. It was look for it. Could you look for it? This could be two catty people just butting heads here. So uh, what is the question? The question is, am I the asking out for complaining about the signs at my daughter's preschool? If there is a tone being inferred here, yeah, you're an asshole for that. If that tone and cattiness is real, then no. But there's no way for us to know because we're getting mom's take on it here. I think it would be worth a conversation with the teacher privately about the problem before complaining to her superiors. I mean, if I put myself in that situation where someone per perceived that I was being an asshole to them, I'm sure that never happens, but I, 
I would like the opportunity to clarify or adjust or correct the problem before it was reported to my boss. And I think in general, if you're dealing with people and you perceive there to be a problem before going to their boss, I would give them the chance to correct the problem. So if nothing else, it could be that they could have a conversation and get all this shit clarified and then it doesn't need to escalate any further. But she's ready to she's ready to just report her, basically. Or she did report her. Yeah, she did report her. Nothing has come of it yet. So uh, freaking I think this is also and Candy Thunder. Tell me what you think here. But this is also one of those those female communicating with female things that like I am oblivious of. But there, there's a battle going on here that that like. At least one of them knows is happening, and I would be completely oblivious of. Hey, Dusty Thunder here, and I wanted to thank you so much. I hope you enjoyed that content, and if you did, please make sure to like, subscribe, and most importantly, share. Also, you can find swag and so much more at dusty-thunder.com, and you'll find even more content on all of our platforms. We're on TikTok, YouTube. We now have an official Facebook page that we'll be posting stories to as well. We have podcasts on Spotify and Apple Podcasts and so much more. You can see all of our content platforms on Linktree, which is linked in my bio. Engage with us wherever you're enjoying content and do your best to avoid the astronauts today. Thanks again.